another episode of Ghibli Jabber. I'm Nick, and I'm here with... Trevor. On each episode of Ghibli Jabber, we discuss one of the works of Japanese film studio Studio Ghibli through the eyes of a fan, which is me, and a newbie, which is Trevor. This week we're discussing Porco Rosso, Hayao Miyazaki's 1992 movie, which follows the exploits of a World War I veteran turned bounty hunter in 1930s Italy. He's also a pig. Why is he a pig? It doesn't matter. It, it, it really, it, the, the movie doesn't care. So now, Trevor, as always with Miyazaki films, I'll ask you how you think this fits into the Miyazaki canon. Did it remind you of Kiki's Delivery Service, another film about a vaguely magical main character who flies around in a lot of European seaside settings? Or was it more aligned with the action-adventure daring do of Lupin Third and Lapita Castle in the Sky? Or was it a completely singular creation that sets itself apart in Miyazaki's body of work? Um, it felt more like, uh, the more adventure side of things. Not that Kiki didn't have adventure, but this one felt more concerned with, um, the adventure side. There were elements of like character development and things like that. I'm not going to say there wasn't, but it definitely had more of the, that aspect of it to me. Um, and what were your thoughts on it? I thought it was interesting that we focused on like a, a Italy and like World War One in Italy. I thought that that was kind of interesting to me because you you mentioned uh kiki and like these different seasides and things like that but this one definitely felt way more less influenced by like japan itself so that was interesting um and then something that was kind of founded in history so we've kind of felt we've we've seen that with the films that are founded more in reality but those ones aren't typically the ones that miyazaki himself has directed and so this one coming from um, a very specific moment in time, World War One, or thereafter. I thought that that was um, interesting coming from him. Were you aware of the movie's um, origin and how it came about? No, I'm not at all. I think afterwards I looked it up. It was from a, is it from a manga or what's it from? Um, I th- no, it is based, I think, on a manga that he did. But originally it was created as a short film, um, a short in-flight film for Japan Airlines. Uh, but he sort of fell in love with it and sort of expanded it a little bit more. And then it got more of a, <laughs> oh, a, okay. a release. So it was originally, um, yeah, just going to be a short that they showed, yeah, on Japan Airline flights. Ha- knowing that now, does that does that inform a little bit more about what, what you saw and the product overall? Yeah, it does actually. Um, that makes entirely, that makes sense to me. This film seems like it could have been... <clears throat> something you watched in flight is a short little film. It didn't seem to be as much substance as some of his other films in this movie. Um, it it definitely didn't feel like it was, there was a lot to say within the, the very short amount of time that even this film runs for. I mean, it's one of the shorter ones we've watched. Um, so <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I Watching it again, I assumed that this would be a movie that I think our discussion probably won't, you know, last an hour or two. You know, it's probably going to be a shorter episode because it's like our other ones do. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, only yesterday was, which we recorded last, was our longest episode because um, there's just there's a lot to talk about in terms of the creation and the storytelling of it and its place as an animated movie itself. Whereas this is a uh, you know, a bit more stock standard um, Miyazaki. And then also 
I do I do feel that sort of short film expanded to be a long form film, maybe not quite. I mean, I, I don't know this for sure. Maybe not quite as much money or as much time. And the film kind of really like, I mean, I love this movie. I've you know seen it many, many, many times. It's sort of a film I enjoy just sort of, you know, living in its world for a little bit of time, but it is shorter. It just ends. And then you're like, wait, what? Why did it end on that note? Nothing is resolved. Why is he a pig? What he he's, he's, he was cursed by someone? Doesn't matter. Who cares? Oh, and now Theo's narrating the last two minutes of the movie for some reason as though she was important. And then, like, yeah, like it just ends on a shot of, like, the thing is, like, maybe he fell in love with, maybe he got together with Gina again, but it's, maybe he's, maybe he's a person again. Like, it's all that shit, all that stuff. It frustrated me about a film that was sort of really had me along for the ride that whole time. What, what were your thoughts on that? Um, I couldn't agree more. It, um, it's just so... I had a hard time figuring out what I needed to focus on. And I think that you sum it up very perfectly with like, with that uh, highlighting that aspect at the end where Theo starts to narrate it. It was like, it felt like it jumped from thing to thing. And I was not really understanding these characters motivations and why they were necessarily connected. I mean, you, you, you get, you get those plot points later of like, Oh, okay. So the girl was the wife of, the porcos when they're in the uh, friend in the war, things like that. So you get those connections later, but it just still felt so disparate that I was like, what is really going on? And like you pointed out too, why is he a freaking pig? And I mean, I have my own interpretation of why he's a pig, but I, so the funny thing is I watched this with my friend Ryan and we just had some, I wish we had recorded that session because we had some pretty good banter back and forth about this movie. Um, oh, what am I, chopped liver? <laughs> well, we don't, we don't watch together and banter back and <laughs> forth. Maybe we should, we should put some of those, those plot, those plot beats in there, those sound bites, but um, good. yeah, it is, but it, but it still had some, like you said, you like to be like kind of go into this world and be in the world for a while. So it's a great escape, escapism moment. And that's why you'd like to revisit this film once in a while. And it did have some of those moments. Like, I mean, I don't want to like get into favorite sequences and favorite shots yet, but there, there are some moments in it where I still found some, some beautiful value to it. So, but yeah. Well, before we get to the things we liked about it, just to continue on this, I also felt that, like, if you look at the movie and you sort of, not that a movie is the sum of the things that, like, the plot, like, the things that actually happen in it, but it's, he's a pig, he rescues some people, he gets, he has a rival, he's shot down, he rebuilds the ship, and then he fights the guy again. That's kind of all that happens, and there's no real stakes to any of that. I mean, there's, like, a little bit of him, like, hiding from the secret police in Italy or wherever he is. Um, but like, none of it feels like any of it really matters. Like, it's all just like, yeah. oh, let's get to the next point. Cause you know, we're kind of done with this, go to point C, D, and then it's sort of like, oh, it's done. Um, and I, I enjoy all those moments, but that sort of connective tissue of narrative and 
the stakes that come through that um, are quite unclear and a, a, a bit bit messy. Again, it doesn't stop me from enjoying the movie, but it stops me from thinking that it's a really good movie, which I do about a lot of these, and maybe less so for this. <laughs> well, when I saw the, I mean, when, when I saw the cover of the film, I was like, "Ooh, gangster pig pilot, I'm in." <laughs> but it didn't uh, live up to those expectations for me, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and like I, uh, I, I feel like the film touches on themes which it could have examined a little bit further like it you know there's a little bit about sort of you know fascism there's like war there's the idea of freedom maybe the idea of like masculinity and this patriarchal society they're in there's like it touches on all these things in sometimes in interesting ways but most of it's left fairly unexplored I think well it's funny that you mentioned that too because that was kind of one of the notes that I put down was um it was very very it's I kept thinking about Grave of Fireflies because that was another film that was founded like during war times. Really? This film was during oh, war okay. times. Well, I just kept thinking about like the differences between the two films. And that was the biggest thing. I wasn't being like, oh, there, there's so many similarities. No, they were just so starkly different. That film was very obsessed with the realism of war. And this one was not obsessed with the realism of war at all. Like even the, even just the shots of them, when it was like flashbacks of them actually in war and it's all these shots of the, of the planes flying around each other. And it's just like clean, there's no smoke anywhere. And the planes are just like pew, 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 pew to each other. I'm like, whoa, is that really how World War One was for y'all? Yeah, well, I, I, but I feel the Grave of the Fireflies lacked the sort of acknowledgement that if you're in war, you get turned into a pig at some point afterwards. I feel like <laughs> that was the point that was sort of missed in the focusing That's where on the tragedy. Realism. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think... I, retroactively i might dock a point that i gave it for that after watching it well i feel that i feel like you won't have a lot to say on this but but what did you what did you enjoy about the movie oh yeah um there again and i i'm just gonna sound stupid after a while with reviewing these films but the animation was still beautiful um i don't think it was one of his best I think there are some moments, but like the mansion in the water, the girl characters, but I don't even remember her name. Gina. Um, yeah, but which is so funny because she totally reminded me of like a Daisy Buchanan kind of character from The Great Gatsby. And there were very many moments where I was like feeling Great Gatsby vibes with that mansion. Anyhow, yeah, that was very beautiful. And a lot of the, a lot of the animation around her was incredibly beautiful, like her and her gardens and things like that. Um, I really loved the sequence where I felt like it kind of did touch into it allowed us to understand Porco a little bit more and gave us a little bit of character development with a sequence where he is uh, flashing back to the war and he, sh- he, uh, he goes yeah. up above the clouds and there's all that, the white. And I, and I love like a really strong head of meta- metaphorical moment, but like him watching all the other planes go up to that white band and him figuring out that it's just a, all the flecks of white or just all the planes that have went down. Um, and it was in that moment that I realized, or at least personally, I believe that Porco cursed himself because he has guilt, survivor's guilt from living. And he thinks he's a pig Ooh. and should have died instead of his friend. So I think Porco cursed himself. Anywho, so there are moments that I liked. But other than that, it definitely was kind of a hodgepodge to me. And it was just kind of, like you said one beat to the next beat to the next beat and just kind of like okay and now we're done <laughs> but mm. but having the 
what word am I looking for? Having the context that it came more so from a, a short, short film that, that makes a lot more sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think you put more thought into the pig thing than the movie does. I mean, it, but, but based on that manga, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe it's fleshed out more and they just didn't have time to uh, get into it. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I think the animation is gorgeous. I I, I don't think it's sort of a, a, a lesser quality um, animation wise than anything that's come before, even if it was sort of an expanded um, short film, it still feels like a real um, sort of full-blooded picture in terms of the animation of it. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. like sort of a, a cheap um, knockoff of it. I mean, I like, I mean, I love the setting. It's like, like I said, it's a beautiful movie to sort of spend time in, you know, like the, I think it's Hotel Adriano or whatever it's called, that like that setting you mentioned that Gina owns, that beautiful location on the water. And then, you know, you just walk into the club and, you know, she's singing that beautiful song in French. And just mm-hmm. like those vibes um, are really fun. And uh, yeah, and like similar to some of the other earlier movies, it does have sort of a throwback action adventure um, sort of movie that they might have shown, you know, with Errol Flynn or something back in the old days in black and white, like it, it has sort of, yeah, that sort of enjoyable throwback quality that I also enjoy. And it's probably one of the more comedic, like strictly fun movies. Like there's not a lot of angst in this and it's, it's, you know, it's not hilarious, but there's, you know, there's a lot of fun to be had with some, you know, some of the banter amongst like the pirates and the stuff where the mechanic is, basically you know stop like basically telling um porco to stop like hitting on his niece which is Theo, and all that kind of stuff on her granddaughter like there's it it's a fun light-hearted sort of like action comedy adventure jaunt set in you know beautiful locations you know in european past and like there's not a lot more to it but for, for that alone i think it's it's a really sort of fun way to sort of spend 90 minutes you know well it made me laugh when like speaking of funny, I like I just busted up laughing when the the bad guy was like, "Oh, I want to marry Theo." Like, what? Like, you've never seen this girl before. Like, and then he's like, "That's the woman I love." And I was like, "What the hell? Or who? Was, did I miss a scene? Did I skip a scene? Like, where did this come from?" But it was pretty funny. Like, the more you thought about it, <laughs> but he, but he did the same with Gina. At- like towards the beginning, like he basically. Oh, I know, but I'm just like, like, but I assumed there was something there, I guess, in the past, but definitely there wasn't. No, but you're forgetting that he's an American. Like they're impulsive creatures, you know. Oh, they're they see something creatures. they want they always, and they take it. They always fly higher than everyone else. Are we shooting down other people? Curtis reminded me of Ronald Reagan. I feel like maybe they were trying to go for a Ronald Reagan moment. <laughs> I think I think that's maybe an idea that he's a that kind of <laughs> character. Um, well, why don't we get to the, well, what, you've probably already talked about it, but let's get to your favorite shot and sequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did already mention it and I've tried not to, I was trying to bite my tongue, but it was <clears throat> certainly my favorite. Um, was the, 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 the moment where he's kind of contemplating about the death of everyone else. So him about those clouds and the whiteness, like, it was so beautiful. Uh, his plane just kind of slowly jaunting through the clouds. It kind of looked like a, a marshmallow cream, <laughs> but it was just very beautiful. I also loved the scene where 
they're in his little island, like his alcove. And mm. uh, out of nowhere, the American is just like in between those two rocks and like screams down at them. <laughs> I was taken aback. Um, but that like jumps off, off the bloody cliff, like onto the ground <laughs> yeah. and somehow doesn't die. Loved it. So yeah, those moments. How about you? Yeah. I, the, the sequence you're talking about, like that's, that always like, it's so different in tone from like everything that's come before and that comes after. Yes. And it, it, it's the one film that's, it's a, it's a one part of the film that sort of takes war seriously and the sort of, you know, gives him a bit of, PTSD, which, like you said, maybe informs a little bit of his sort of gruff exterior sort of thing, um, and like the way he sort of sets himself apart from people and doesn't is not really a people person. I just think it's such a go- it's like one, it is one of my favorite scenes in like all of the Ghibli films. It's just so beautiful that dream sequence of mm-hmm. you know the the contrail in the sky that you think is just you know you know wisps of cloud, and then you realize it's the it's all the fallen pilots going up to heaven basically yeah and it's it's just so different from everything but it's it just stands out it's just so gorgeous and there's like a beautiful sort of haunting choral score that sort of is again not like anything else that the movie has done up until that point and yeah that's just a stunning um sequence in terms of shots there are a couple of like just really pretty ones i do enjoy when you see sort of the plane pulling into his little island and there's sort of a high shot um, where you can see sort of like the plane pulling in and like over the water and the sand and the grass. It was just like a really beautiful shot. And there's another shot where I think he's um, flying to the hotel and it's sort of, it's getting dark and there's like a lot of dark clouds in the background, but there's sort of these streams of light that are sort of streaming onto the sort of the water below as he sort of flies to the mm. hotel. There's a lot of beautiful shots of um, flight. I guess if we, if we talked about with Kiki that, like what I thought the thing that he wanted to do a lot of and the reason why he sort of created that narrative was that he enjoyed sort of, that was sort of an architecture focused movie. Like this is very much uh, a flying focused movie. Like he wants to see lots of planes. He wants to see them doing fun things. He wants to animate um, aircraft and things like that. Well, why don't we get to our Miyazaki criteria, our five criteria, which we rate out of two uh so the first one is strong or complex female characters what do you think um i give it a two and mostly from the fact that we have we have women turning down men which is always exciting for me (laughs) and then uh fio fio is a pretty strong character she she wouldn't say no when porco didn't want her to design his plane and build the plane they have that entire team of women who are building the plane with them. Um, she's going with him. They've divide this, devised this entire plan of how she was kind of like the whole, she had a lot of the, she devised everything. She was like, nope, you're going to place this bet. I'm going to build your plane. You're, I'm going to go with you. So um, he wasn't telling her what to do most of the time. And, I, and that's not always like, you know, that doesn't always mean that it has strong female characters, but um, from those, from that basic, I don't know, dynamic they've set up in this film. I thought she was pretty strong. How do you feel? I I could have gone either one or two. I went with one basically only because compared to everything else, this is sort of the one film that sort of has a male main character um, and that the women, and, and, and more of a sort of 
male masculine focus like the i feel you know, that his sort of macho sort of conflict with um curtis but i mean i will say i think like Gina, Gina and Theo are strong characters as well as um, there is a really fun sequence of all like the nonnas and women in town helping to build a plane because all the men are out looking for jobs. But I, I think like Theo and Gina are mostly sort of defined by the fact that they're women. I think Gina is sort of always sort of, she's sort of seen as, if not like a femme fatale, she's always sort of, she exists to sort of be this sort of creature of beauty for um porco and then theo is constantly being like i know i'm a girl but i can do this and then you know there are other arguments about her being a girl and then she's like weirdly sexualized as well even though she's like so young and it's just like there is like a male gaze aspect to this for sure i wouldn't take points off the film for it necessarily but i i take points off this one character this one criteria because of it yes i gave that one what about environmental concerns oh i gave it a zero I don't know. I didn't feel like there was much concern for the environment at all. Like we're shooting down planes, kind of taking what we want. Uh, it's kind of that aspect of war in there too. I didn't find anything to be of concern to anything that was going around. Like freaking Porco's like a chain smoking pig alcoholic, just like leaving around cigarette butts everywhere. And <laughs> um, I didn't find much. How about you? No, I have nothing to say on that. So, <laughs> um, what about flying machines or flight i mean that's, that's oh, a two for it's me, like but... zero no i'm just kidding yeah two there's not much else to say about that but it seems like definitely a film focused on that yeah this is i mean if you can't give this to you know what can you give to this is definitely the peak <laughs> of his love of um you know various different i mean and, and it's but it's, it's different from you know the aircrafts in laputa from the flying machines in in nausicaa There's, this is like you know flying machines of that particular era and his sort of love for, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I guess, wartime aer- airplanes, which sort of comes up a bit later in The Wind Rises, his last film so far. Uh, how about The Power of Love? I give it a, I give it a one because there's like, <clears throat> a lot of the characters say that they're influenced by love. Like Curtis wants to marry Fio because he wants, because he loves her, quote unquote, wants to be with Gina because he loves her, quote unquote. Um, and Porco, I give it a one though, because I think the, the biggest power of love was Porco's obvious affection for his fallen comrades and, um, uh, the heartache that he feels from that and his, his desire to torture himself over it. So I'd give it a one. Yeah. I also gave it one kind of just from the more, um, explicit perspective, maybe the idea that you know, the kiss that Theo gave him at the end might have turned him back into a human, like that kind of thing. Like that's what, you know, he's been cursed with like, he's a pig because he's sort of like dead inside. And like this, his relationship with Theo is maybe finding that human connection again and that love, whether it's romantic or not. Um, So I give it a one for that, but yeah, it's not not a major part of it, I don't think. what, What about boats, water, islands, river, that kind of thing? Yeah, I'd give it a two. There's a lot of um, a lot of water. Porco's on the island. The Hotel Adriano's like an island in and of itself. Um, seems like a lot of the, the the settings are placed in in those moments. Oh, even like where they go and fight is an island, I believe. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. All all of that stuff. And I mean, there's also the 
escape scene through the canal um, of what, I forget the name of the town that they're in, but yeah, when he's escaping from the secret police, they have to fly the ship through the canal and that's sort of a fun little <clears throat> sequence. Uh, yeah, so two for me. So that is six out of ten for the Miyazaki criteria. How about you? I got a seven. Ooh, look at you. You'd love this movie. Um, well, okay, so what is your actual score for the movie out of 10? Um, I'd give it a 5.5. Okay. What do you think I gave it? Knowing my, knowing my very small scale that I rate these on. I'd probably a 7 or a 7.5. 7.5, you got it, buddy. <laughs> and that's, that, that's down from the 8 that I gave it many, many years ago when I first created Ooh. that list. Yeah, I was just like, ah, oh. like, it's not like a great movie, but it's mm-hmm. I think I still think it's really fun um, and entertaining. Connections wise, how do you see this relating to some of his previous work? So I see a lot of the characters that you kind of mentioned this prior. I think it was several episodes back, but that you'll see kind of the same animation for certain types of characters, and so I noticed that specifically with like the pirates and the bad guys. Like we had certain same facial features for them. Um, even Curtis kind of had some aspect of his, of the bad guy in Lupin, but not so hard. Mm. Um, like those old lady witches also reminded me of like the mother and Laputa. Like they look like complete witches. So some of the, I see some of the animation and then obviously uh, like the flight and there's this fight between the good guys and the bad guys. Like I still felt like those beats were still there. So yeah, it's it definitely like if I'd watched that and didn't know it was a Miyazaki film, I would have been like, oh, is this Studio Ghibli? Like, you know what I mean? How about you? Yeah. Wait, what do you mean the witches? You mean the old ladies who help build the plane? <clears throat> yes. they No, like those three specific ones. Like I know that they're not witches, but right when I saw them, I was like, oh my God, old witches. Like they scared the hell out of me. Like, and I know they're just old, but they 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 are made out to look like a very Americanized, like, or it looks like an American witch of how we'd see them in animation. So I was like, this is a witch. Wow. You see an old person and you assume that they're evil or something. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I love what you said. I mean, obviously the, again, like the criteria that we use his interest in water and land and air and how that all sort of comes together um, is very prominent in this. And obviously his love for flying machines with like just, a touch of sort of magical realism because he's a pig for some reason. Again, like it doesn't bother me, but it's also like, it's still like, there's that one line where it's like, Oh, if only we could get rid of that curse. And then the rest of the movie, like curse, what curse, what, how, why like, even mention seriously, it? Why can't he just be a pig? But I kind of like, love it. But I kind of love it. Like, no, yeah. It excited me. Cause I, cause then you're kind of like, Oh my God, there's a curse. We're going to figure out about this curse later. And then it does it. And I kind of find, the absurdity in that so freaking funny like yeah. i would love to do that in a movie just bring something up and then never address it ever again funnily enough i think he was talking about potentially doing a sequel to this for a long time i don't know if that's likely to happen anymore has he, but, has he ever done sequels to any of his films no not mm, no there's one ghibli film which is very tangentially a sequel to another one but he hasn't done any no then like that no I find that fat. he must well he must love he must love this movie then if like he wanted to do a sequel to it or potentially I mean 
this yeah. film out of any of them. Like, I would much rather see a sequel to something else that we've seen, but anyhow. Oh, I will say there's a semi-sequel to Totoro, it, it, but it's a short film. It's one of the shorts, because he has a whole bunch of shorts, which you can only ever see if you go to the Ghibli Museum in oh, um, Tokyo. Yeah, I, I saw one when I was there. It wasn't that exciting. I wish I saw the the May and the Cat Bus one. That's the sequel. It's like a short <laughs> movie called May and the Cat Bus. It's so cute. Um, the other point I'll make is I I did think Theo looked quite a bit like Nausicaa in my mind. I mean, she's like of that age, similar yeah. sort of oh, yeah. similar hair color. She that was very like oh yeah I see that. I mean, obviously Porco doesn't really look like anything, and Gina is sort of a character that we haven't really seen. We don't. There aren't that many sort of glamorous love interests of you know that mm-hmm. are adults in these movies well um i'll touch you next time when we discuss 1993's the ocean waves bye